This is episode 17 of Love, Words, and Poetry. I'll begin with my poem, Eye Openers, published in the Lyric in the Fall of 1997. Eye Openers for Nikki Teaching Silent Poetry. Finger painting music on air. Sign language poems rely on swift-shaped words that fly in a moving rapport to open a window or free a swallow. Such canters transport rhymes cargo of meter and sound to a parallel universe bound in silence where gestures in time follow each other like echoes, different as Lily and Rose. Today's phrase is sign language poetry, and to explain about that, I've asked my daughter, Nicole Sun, who was a linguistics minor in college, to give us some background. Today we listen to a poem about poetry in sign language. And this notion itself may seem paradoxical because poetry is such a sound-based art form. So the idea of being able to express poetry in a completely visual form of language, how does that work? Well, just as oral language poetry uses rhyme, repetition, alliteration, meter, sign language has elements that can be used to express the essence of these things. Dr. Clayton Valley, a deaf linguist and poet, in the 1980s defined the basis of signed poetry and its foundational principles. He identified traits in signed poetry that correspond to the conventions in spoken and written forms of poetry. So he described the way every sign has components of hand shape, of position with respect to the body, and with movement, with the motion that is performed with a particular sign. And that very easily corresponded to these techniques like rhyme and alliteration. So for instance, a rhymed word in oral poetry has a differing first sound and the rest of the word has the same sounds. Well, if you have a sign and it differs only by position on the body. So its hand shape is the same, its motion is the same, but it's placed in a different place. That makes a rhyme in sign language. Alliteration. So we have a group of words like baby, boy, and bad. This repetition of this beginning sound that conveys something in a poem. Well, imagine a group of signs and in ASL, for instance, birth, children, and adult all have the same hand shape, but different other components. You have that same sense that you can convey with this repetition of the same hand shape, calling attention to something or reminding you of something. So in the same way that poets play with words and the sound of words, sign language poets can play with the shape of their words, the motion of their words. They can call attention to certain meanings and by their choice of synonyms can emphasize certain concepts. Rhythm and meter can have analogous structures in sign language poetry uh, by conveyed by adjusting the pace of a sign 
making it slower or faster than usual, by repeating its movement, or by pausing and suspending the sign, calling this attention, or freezing it in space. Of course, signed poetry has elements that aren't necessarily present in oral language poetry, although you would have these elements in an oral performance versus a written poem. Uh, especially that's how poetry grew up in sort of bards sitting around a fire and speaking these long poems. But you have this element of performance in signed poetry. So the movement of the poet's body as they perform the poem and their facial expression. Facial expressions are often an important component of signed language. And of course, they can convey communicative aspects as well as emotional aspects of a poem. The nature of sign language poetry and its creative expression, its artistic value, strikes at the heart of how humans use language, not just to communicate with each other, but to express art. And this is really important in that for a long time, the very nature of signed language as human language was denied. It was thought that signed language didn't have the fullness of spoken language, that it couldn't express symbolic thought, that it couldn't express abstract concepts. And until the middle of the 20th century, signed language was suppressed in schools for the deaf. It was thought that it prevented students from working on developing oral language. So signed poetry has a deep meaning to the deaf community in that it really emphasizes how much signed language can perform all those functions that spoken language does, including being art. In the letters I'll be reading today, Wes and I are looking at how to share the language of the heart. In Wes's letter, he wrote, Dear Vicki, my feelings about becoming further involved in marriage encounter are essentially mixed. On the one hand, I feel excited because I think marriage encounter could do so much good, and my natural inclination is to become a part of it. Also, of course, I'm the type of person who will often try to assume a position of power or authority in an organization of which I am a part. On the other hand, I feel somewhat apprehensive at the prospect of becoming further involved, first because I am always loath to burden myself, ourselves, with yet another time commitment, and second because the nature of our dialogues does not quite seem to fit within the mold of those we heard from the presenting couples. I seem to have a lot of feelings which relate to some type of innate conservatism within me, a fear of change, of the new, a desire for stability. I am sold on the movement, however, and I suppose I am feeling just a little rushed or pressured to take on a new role. I thought many times today of how much I love you. Always and always, Wes. In my letter, I wrote, My lovable Wes, I feel very close to you writing about Marriage Encounter since our weekend really opened my eyes to how much I love you and even more so to how good and loving you are to me. 
I am looking forward to becoming more involved in ME because of all that it has meant to us. And I think it will be a way to reinforce all the good things that came out of our weekend. When we were asked to be a presenting couple, instead of feeling resentful of more demands on our time, as I usually do in similar circumstances, I felt very proud of us as a couple, happy and truly excited at becoming a more intimate part of Marriage Encounter, at the chance to share some of our love with other people, and in some way to feel I can help other couples have the same tremendous and ongoing experience we have had. In addition, being more involved with ME will, I think, help me to have the energy and enthusiasm for the other things we want to do, because I no longer feel I'm acting alone, relying only on myself and my own meager resources, but that we are working together as two in one flesh, and that within us is the power and grace of the sacrament we share that makes us able to do all God wants of us. I do feel truly a part of you, my beloved, warm and secure, loved and loving, and I always will. Yours always, Vicki. Wes and I did go on to work in Marriage Encounter and other marriage ministries for 30 years, and I wish that you will also discover ways to share your love with those around you every day. I'll end this podcast with a reading of the same poem with which I began it, and I hope that you will take something more from it on this second reading. Eye openers for Nikki, teaching silent poetry. Finger painting music on air. Sign language poems rely on swift shaped words that fly in a moving rapport to open a window or free a swallow. Such cantors transport rhymes cargo of meter and sound to a parallel universe bound in silence where gestures in time follow each other like echoes different as lily and rose.